0: nerds nerds nerds
1: i'm not
2: kissing a nerd what is a nerd welcome to Nerdables, episode 49 this week we are talking comic-con comic books and warner brothers studios celebrating batman at 75 he's an old man he's very old i'm ra rain joining me is crazy k and ethan and we want to welcome back to the show our good friend mikey who has actually been on a couple shows but you know because of technical difficulties he uh got deleted so you're the problem, Mikey. Yes. <laughs> yes, with all the equipment that seems to fail us every single time, it's Mikey is the problem. Yep. <laughs> it's only when Mikey's here. So uh, Comic Con's about a month away, and uh, I thought we since congratulations we, to everyone who's not going. Right. Uh, well, since we did a survival guide last year, I thought there's no point <gasps> doing another one. <laughs> not a so. Go, so. Uh, <laughs> so, but okay, Mikey, you and Chris have been to Comic Con for what over ten years now, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And 12? 12? Is this yeah. 12 right here?
1: This is 12. This is 2002. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
2: this will be my sixth consecutive year going. So, for Ethan, who this is his first time since what, 2007? This is my second time altogether. Se- the second time altogether. For him and people like him, what do you guys think is the biggest thing that's changed there? Since 2007, the there's yeah. a lot more people. Even since 2007, I wouldn't say there's a lot more people. By then, it had pretty much gotten that that huge sort of thing. I think the biggest change is so many more of the panels, even for stuff that you wouldn't think is going to be packed, ends up being packed. You know, like something that you think is like really niche. You'll go to that panel and you'll go, Holy crap. Last year I went to, um, gosh darn, uh, Drew Stusen panel. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking this is going to be no big deal. And I went up early anyway, because I think I was like, I was going up to sit and charge my phone or whatever while I was waiting in line. And I turn around and realize that it's almost a capacity by the time I got there. Like I was one of the last people to be allowed in. So
1: what was the panel after?
2: It was nothing. nothing. Oh. It was it was like another artist spotlight, oh. you know. And it wasn't anybody big. It was you know it would it would be like you know I can't even think of of like a midterm artist that yeah. would have a panel afterward. Now there was nothing. There was nothing after. It was in a very it was in a very small room.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's still the same thing. I look at that and I was like, I bet there's there's not even a thousand people here who really know who St- Drew Stuizen is. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, he's a, he's really famous in the field that he's in. Um, he does, um, you know, promotional poster art. He did most famously, I think, the poster art for the uh, special editions. But you know, he's done a ton of different right. posters as well. He did all the original Raiders poster. He's the only person that can do Harrison Ford's likeness by contract. Yada yada yada. Um, but i mean that that type of panel
1: i think that's a rare occurrence though cuz most of those panels that are full to capacity that you want to go to is for people waiting for the next panel that's right after
2: right but even even then if you if you see a panel that you want to go to understand that even if it's a panel you look at and go eh no one's going to go to that it could still be full if only for other factors you know yeah. we ran into what 3 years ago when the cup, of joe? Well, the cup of joe panel With we went to because yeah. avatar was right after mm-hmm. it so But that seems like it's a more and more common occurrence now with Comic Con is that well as you have more and more people, you have more and more people looking for stuff to do, and you have more and more people. I feel, and I've noticed this in the last couple of years, you have more and more people trying to figure out how not to spend money. Right. That's to me one of the biggest changes. Even when we used to just go for two days, is people were there on the floor spending money. weren't You know, you went, you had to be not dragged off the floor, but Mm -hmm. you know, you went out of your way to to leave. And now it's almost the other way around, where everyone just wants to do the panel stuff and the extra stuff and the stand-in-line stuff, mm-hmm. and no one wants to sit on the floor and spend any money anymore. So it, it's not even like a choice one yeah. way or the other. Not sure thing, the other way around, I can tell you. <laughs> one of the things I've noticed is that there seems to be a lot more off-site, or they're trying to do a lot more off-site you know, events. So well, I they've think done that for a couple of years. Because they yeah. can't fit everything inside the Yeah, convention. that was the big – I mean, what was it, two years ago or three years ago when Hasbro was in that uh, – Marriott. Yeah. It was in the Marriott. Okay. That was that was my first experience with it. But then to find out that like, you know, Cartoon Network has uh uh well, once I built that or uh, Com- uh,
1: the the Hilton next door, the Indigo. Yeah, they did room. that mm-hmm. too.
2: But also the um not Cartoon uh, Comedy Central had that parking lot that's, right. that South Park thing a couple of years ago too. That was the first chances where I saw it. But this has been going on for years. I well, they the you know they the down Xbox the, and stuff out there. Well, if you go and up and covered. down the the gas lamp, the street there, I mean they have certain places that have events sure. and stuff like that in there. And obviously they use the the parking lot at Petco a lot more now than they used to, and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of offsite stuff, and it brings extra people down there. I've had a number of people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, related to work that have that have talked about, I'll just go down there for two days anyway, even though I can't get in. Right. You know, just gonna right. go down there and check out all the other stuff around it because you well, can yeah, do that so stuff without a things, badge.
0: So much now that, that's around the convention center that you don't have to have a ticket for Comic Con first. Unless not, you not want it Con. Ex- right. Unless you want right. to experience the actual con. Yeah.
2: Right. I mean, I know the Marriott is. They've been for years now. Been doing like Nintendo has a room there, and so does Sony for PlayStation. You know, they kind of do their things there. Well, that video game stuff was just. It got to the point where that that floor real estate was way too valuable to give it to, the smaller contingent right. that has their own show in E three, has their mm-hmm. own show in PAX, has their own show in BlizzCon. To just have a bunch of people stand around and play video games for two hours and not, you know, just hog those systems and you just have everybody around there. There's no reason for that when you have so many other exhibitors that are looking for that kind of space who are trying to do some sort of actual marketing slash selling Mm -hmm. retail right there rather than Nintendo having a whole corner going, hey, next year you can buy this game, or in the case of South Park, six years from now you can buy Stick of Truth. (laughs) Well, BBC America I know for years has been trying to expand their booth, and they've had a – like last year they had a line that they had to cut Mm -hmm. off in three different places and then put it on the back wall in order to just accommodate for people. Yeah, because they're
1: in the middle of the floor. Yeah, they got
2: like a little nine-by-nine spot. That I'm surprised, first year yeah, that, I'm surprised uh, they haven't
1: gone to the outskirts. That yeah. first
2: year that We Love Fine blew up when they were in the very middle. Oh, and they had that yeah, line yeah. going down, went all the way down that main concourse, and they kept having to cut it over and over again because, mm. it, I mean, y- you'll see that. And mm-hmm. Every year there's that like one retailer that just kind of explodes out of nowhere.
1: They had a decent-sized booth at WonderCon, so yeah. I'm sure they'll yeah, have well, a bigger they moved, booth this uh, year,
2: too. Uh, even last year at Comic Con, they moved over to the wall. Oh. Yeah, it was they... the year before when they were like they were right in the middle, like in between the toy shop, comic shop guys, and they were like three booths into the aisle, and so they didn't let anybody uh, line up within the aisle because you were blocking two other booths. So it was just a, down the main drag. There was a huge line, and it ended up the security service just kept cutting the line. They would fill the line mm-hmm. completely, and then they would let you know they or, or get rid of the line completely, yeah. and then they would let people line up again was that sort of thing. And and, and, and they'll change. I mean, We Love Finest had much bigger booths in, at both WonderCon and Comic-Con since. But yeah. Did well, you notice America last year that – Well, they, they've they been on – when we talked to them last year, they were on a uh, waiting list. They've been on a waiting list for years to get a bigger booth. Everybody's on a waiting list. Yeah. Um, but did you notice last year that they moved the video games like Xbox and Sony from the back corner to the like the front far wall where the – They, uh, should uh, just move used them to they went
1: from G to A right. last year. They
2: should just completely get rid of them. I think honestly I think they should. they should they should be awesome. move out, move them mm-hmm. off of you know like to one of the hotels.
1: Even the the problem also is the TV and movie studios they occupy space yep. just showing TVs everybody standing around. I mean it's great for autographs and meeting your a- actors that you want to meet but What's well, the other thing? Still, holding
2: again I I disagree with holding yeah. those on there too. I mean I remember the year that they held the, the before the Big Bang Theory extra premiered mm-hmm. and they had that Line of people for it, and everybody was just there to see Kaley Cuoco. No one knew who the hell any of the other people are, right. Um but that line just got totally insane. Last year, or was it last year? Or the year before Nintendo. must have been the year before for for The Hobbit. Didn't they have like two major actors from The Hobbit? At that booth in the back, it was like Martin Freeman and one other guy. It's just like unbelievable. Oh yeah, when they gave out the Hob- the Hobbit, yeah, and it was, uh, Peter and it Jackson was, was, was there, right there on the floor. You're asking people to line up for Peter Jackson on the floor. You're you're mm-hmm. there's, there's trouble. That's stupid. Well, the Nickelodeon booth every year gets packed too when they have the you it's know amazing. the voiceovers and everybody. Oh, yeah. And then um, so does the Comedy Central, or the, no, the Cartoon Network one. Because one of the other oh, things to be wary it. of is. Sometimes you don't realize how popular something is, right? in In your culture, even though you're not a part of it, like I would have never thought that Nickelodeon would be so huge mm-hmm. at Comic Con. Still, Still yeah. yeah, I mean, it just to to go there in the ty- quote unquote type of people you're going to run into, how many of them are just borderline obsessed with Nickelodeon right. as a, as a channel and and its programming, and you just don't you, you don't think of that. And, mm-hmm. Last year they had J. Scott Campbell signing on the floor, and it literally shut down two whole aisles. Now, you've always been chris you've always been one that says signings need to be taken off the floor a a signing like J. scott campbell i wouldn't take off the floor an artist signing is different to me cuz even as big as J. scott campbell is he's not that big right that's not going to shut down that aisle all day i guarantee you that 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 line was that long for about 40 minutes but when robert danny junior shows up if you at yeah marvel but if you're and... like hey we're going to put you know uh peter jackson or or josh Whedon's going to sign at the marvel booth done there's right. just no reason I said I said it last year and I say this year, the three things you need to get rid of the signings, get rid of the video games, and get rid of the strollers. Yeah. You get rid of those three things and you've solved not solved, but you've eliminated a number of the problems that you already have. Now, with strollers, I mean, you still have people cosplaying, you know, I there was a jab of the hut that had a tail that went on, you know. Just as long, if not farther. I mean, it's it's, you can't but yeah, they do do anything about it. Should they be limited to if you're going to dress like I th- that? I th- you I stay think, in the concourse. I think there. Is, I think there should, should be, be a, a, a almost like a movement clause. If you can't freely move, you know, with an appendage like in yeah, a circle like that, or or there was someone that something. had you know like angel wings or something. And right. These yeah, are yeah. these are fiberglass wings that are four feet on either side of, that of don't this woman's shoulders. She can't walk down an aisle. Right. She can't even walk down the main aisle cuz there's so many people there without mm-hmm. running into them. Um mm-hmm. the, the that sort of thing and you know, people always talk about strollers and I'm like, look, strollers are different than wheelchairs. Right. You don't have a right to have a stroller. You know, you have a right to a wheelchair because you have limited mobility. Right. The child doesn't have limited mobility. You can carry that child. Mm-hmm. It's not your in- inalienable right to put your child into a stroller. Because 99% of the time, there's no child in that stroller. Oh, there's yeah. just merchandise in it. <laughs> and then they slam you in the ankles over and over again. So for somebody like Ethan that's returning to Comic-Con now, where what would you say that are the essentials that he would either need to expect or to bring with him? Well, I mean, Ethan's not a complete novice. I mean, no, I mean, I, you're talking I mean, to a complete novice going to a show this size. It's a lot of stuff that just understanding this is what I talked about, what, three years ago, four years mm-hmm. ago with your wife. Right. You know, it wasn't that I was trying to tell her that she was going to have a bad time. It was just sort of expect this sort of thing. You're not going to be able to move. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to everything you want to get to. You're not going to get to most of what you want to get to. Right. Um, you're, not a, be able now, to get, you're not like... going to be able to get in and out of booths mm-hmm. for the most part. If you 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 will get trapped in a booth. Yeah. Hell, WonderCon, I got trapped in. I got trapped in the torpedo booth. I mm-hmm. couldn't make it out of it like a fucking Tetris mage trying to get out. Um, you know, it's stuff like that. It's it's your food's going to be expensive. Deal with it. Bring snacks. Bring bring snacks. Bring, water bring your water bottle. Well, what about Comic Con? Put up on their website about bringing a charger for a charger for your cell phone. What do you think? Yes. You're going to need to. to. I know. My, my phone's drain. died every time at, con, yeah, mine, at a con. Mine died three years ago or whatever, and I bought one of those battery packs that I think actually screwed up my phone, but okay. Um, yeah, my charger's always in the back. The problem is finding someplace. Remember, you have 120,000 other people that want to charge your phone. Right. So, of course, the answer is give money to Zachary Levi, and he'll provide you tra- <laughs> charging stations outside of Petco. <laughs> so what did he get to? Did he actually get his thing? It was he like 200,000. Did he yeah. really get the $200,000? $2, $2. No. If he made a million dollars... It was two, like, uh, like 280000 So what is he going to do with that money now? It's, it's his, it was in the indie it, it was Indiegogo, right? so all he does is give them 9% and he gets the rest of it. Finders keepers. Nice. So he made $200,000. So I guess he'll use that for you know to go towards whatever else and begging everybody else he knows. It would be interesting if of. he actually still holds it. I wonder if he'll still hold... Oh, shoot. My phone is charging in the room. Um I just I wonder I I kind of wonder what kind of presence Zachary Levi will have. Uh, do you think uh, he's going to use all 200,000 dollars to throw himself a party? Well, I don't know if they will be as big as last year was cuz last year they had half of Petco and then they also did the movie in the park and everything. He'll so. arrive
1: in a $200,000 car. <laughs> 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 That's
2: it. He's going <laughs> Thanks for my, <laughs> thanks for the money guys. I'm going to go party <laughs> with awesome. all the guys from uh you know BBC Miracle movies. Hey, check out my friend RDJ right here. <laughs> Thanks for paying for my party. So, is there anything excited that you're excited about that you this year? I mean, I mean, I guess nothing's really two come weeks. out yet. Give me two
1: weeks and the yeah, will come out. I think
2: I think for me, it's there may not be like individual things where I go, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, it's more of just being excited for that event. Being someone yeah. who's been twelve years in a row and fifteen times total since sure. 1992, I think was the first time I got to go. Um. I, I just like that environment. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not one of The atmosphere. I, yeah, the atmosphere. You're with your people. and, and San Diego. Yeah, you're, you're in San Diego, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few places that all of us go to in one at one point. So we get to see a lot of cool people. And I still, like, I enjoy some of the – you get to meet people that are, like, in that lower talent range. Like, right. I never go to Hall H or any of that crap. And I don't care that I don't meet Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. or Scarlett Johansson or whatever. It's – you know, I meet uh, you know Art Adams or right. You know, I see William Stout there every year. I go and buy um, Michael Dooney, who was a, an artist for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a long time. He does a special print every year, mm-hmm. a limited print, and I go get that. Um, this year, the Ninja Robot guys are going to be there that we right. did the interview for. I'm excited to see those guys. Again. Actually may, uh, they actually may. They actually may end them. up on the show. I, I sent them an email about being on the uh, show when we record down there. Oh, cool. So um, they might be on it. So that's the type of stuff that and, – and it's also like finding stuff, finding – I enjoy going to like the Image Booth and the Boom Booth, mm-hmm. now now Boom Archaea. That's usually where even in the industry that I'm in, it's still exciting to go to those places and see all of it in kind of one place and talk to guys that are there. When I went to Kamikaze last year, I talked to the guys at IDW for almost an hour. Right about about different things that they were doing, a lot of stuff that had to do with artist editions and their process and stuff like that. Well it's just some of the booths I know like when we went to WonderCon in San Francisco, we got to talk to Max Brooks forever. I mean we stood around for like maybe thirty, forty minutes talking was, to that him. That was a different time my friend. Yeah. I mean it you know, was a different it, era. <laughs> but there are there a are chances sometimes to to do that. That's your your chance encounter type stuff. Two years ago I ran into the former editor of IDW's GI Joe when we went out to dinner. Last year actually, not two years ago. We went out to dinner and look over, and there's a table of people that we found out were professional people, and I had a chance to go over and say hi again and, and talk to them for a while. Yeah. So those are the kind of experiences that you run into. You know, I have friends that that I've known for a while that work in the industry, and I get to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend Jared works for quantum mechanics, and I get you know it's one of the few times I actually get to see him right for any amount of time. Um, so that's the kind of thing. You know, it's exciting to me because it's just. The exclusive thing, whatever, one way or the other You get something cool You know, Last year I got the exclusive for uh, for the SH Fig Arts for Dragon right. Ball Z And it was a terrible decision Because it started me down on a path of spending <laughs> 75 bucks on figures But that's the sort of thing You'll find something really cool You'll find that comic you're looking for Or that trade you're looking for Or the artist that you want to meet Last year, uh, Michael Golden Who's an artist who's mm-hmm. done work for G.I. Joe one of the few times I've ever seen him down there, and he had the um, the prints for the front cover and the back cover of G.I. Joe Annual 3 right, as a print. And that was amazing. Like That that was like my moment. I'm like, oh, I'm done. This is fantastic. So that's the kind of cool stuff to have. I mean, you went in 2007. So what, what did you think when you went? Like – because well, I know, either. like you guys, you guys sort of had a good time, and then you sort of didn't. We right Except there. for my migraine that I had the Your whole time. Your migraine, and you bitched the whole time, and Travis bitched about you bitching. And you guys and came then down bitched. there
1: for the video games, so. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that was well, that. that
2: was yeah. Travis, Travis was more into the video games, things like that. Yeah, he, Travis I mean, he, he, he cared a little bit games. about the comics and things like that. But uh, that that you was, weren't, you weren't as deep I mean, into comics as you are now. Back then, either. I mean, that was seven years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the first time I went. Um I I don't know, because I don't think I was really knowing what to expect when I went down there. And I think I was mostly there just because, you know, a bunch of my buddies were going down there, and we got a ticket to go. And I think we only went for the weekend. Yeah. So, I went down there. I think they premiered the... Uh, Superman Doomsday animation yes. film. Yep, so I saw that. Uh-huh. And, I <sighs> and we went to see the Simpsons movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we
2: made the right decision. <laughs> they also that was the year that they gave out the uh, three hundred came out on That's Blu-ray right. and DVD. The bag. But yeah, the they
0: Blu-ray, had. It was just DVD. It. Oh yeah, it was. It
2: was actually the HD came out and the and the DVD came out. It wasn't even
0: the HD. No, that, that was the one with the mask, DVD wasn't 4, it? Or, yeah. the Mortal yeah.
2: Mask or whatever. I think I have that. I think I bought that there, and I look at it now. I go, why the hell did I buy that? <laughs> and matter of fact, G four was. Uh, they were still young down there because they their booth was like up in the front, and they they didn't yeah, have the the two tier thing, and they just you know, yeah was, they just it was where Nickelodeon was yeah yeah they just had it they they just had a stage. And even, yeah, even then people didn't know who they were. I only knew who they were. Like, at that point, i had only had cable for like a year. When that was the last year you could buy tickets on, really buy tickets on site, walk up and there'd still be some available. Because we bought our tickets for two days. Um, and we went, we, we yeah, we went back to get. Did you guys the, just go Friday, Saturday? We went Saturday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And we were going to go Saturday, but Saturday sold out. And that was, that was like when they really. Did we go to The Simpsons on Thursday night? Yeah, you went to the midnight uh, showing. Sure. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh. I don't <laughs> remember. Seven years ago. I don't... It's <laughs> all <blurring. laughs> Mikey's Mikey's a blur. Mikey still has of... trouble with Captain America. Mikey's done a lot
2: of drugs since then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's burned out right now. I mean, Ethan, are you excited to go back? I mean, I know you've yeah, done yeah, WonderCon yeah. and are, some of wait, the others. Hold on, are you as excited as excited Ethan gets? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ethan doesn't really get excited about a whole lot of stuff unless it has to do with wrestling.
0: Uh, I'm excited to go. There's things I'm not looking forward to, like standing hanging out with people. us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just standing behind millions of people trying to get through an aisle. Yeah. But, uh, no. that's why you got to find alternate routes. Exactly. Look ahead. No, I'm excited to go and see, you know, like how much it's changed in seven years, if it has. And uh, also like, there's a bunch of like I'm sure, exclusives that I'm going to start looking forward to once I see more and more of them start popping up. I'm Don't. And, and plus, you've gotten <laughs> more into comics, so you right. might hit more yeah,
1: panels you're reading, you're besides reading, just you're like, like wrestling panels. More comics now, like right? Pretty much. For, yeah. You know
2: what five. I noticed last year though, with the three of us, Mikey, Chris, and I, that we didn't really feel like we had to get the exclusives that we normally would get. No. Mm. Yeah, we That's we, we didn't great. have. Yeah, we didn't have to stand on the Hasbro's line forever. We we look. You used to have to get exclusives because you could. Right. Once you can't, once you realize that more than likely you're not going to be able to get what you want. Mm. But even, I mean, we hadn't had any trouble to get what we wanted through Hasbro, even on Sunday. Because the stuff that we were looking for wasn't the, you know, one in 250 Transformer or the one in, you know, 400 My Little Pony or whatever. Right. It was G.I. Joe that nobody cared about. And it was Star Wars that there was a ton of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year they ran out and. I was upset when it first happened, but it was still sort of like, okay. You It's the same thing looking at, it, looking at it this year. Like if The only Hasbro exclusive that I've seen that I want, that I can afford that I want, is the G.I. Joe one. And I said, if it's there Sunday, I'll buy it. If it's mm-hmm. not, I'm not really worried about it. But the one you're pissed off
1: is this Homermobile. Yeah, the Homermobile That's from the... <laughs> Maddie Collector kind
2: of sucks because of the pre-sale thing. But again, the, after that initial, you know, and I still sit there and I'm like, eh. You know what? It's not that really a big deal. I last year the thing that I was really concerned with was the Piccolo. That was the thing that I had yeah. kind of put myself on and go, I really want that. Right. I really, yeah. really want that. And uh, I think, th- did but you, you need... get it for me? Or did Robert get it for me? I think Robert got it for me. I yeah. think Robert stood in line like yeah. on Wednesday night and he got it for me. That's the other great thing. You have friends who are looking for your stuff. That's always fun too. Plus mm. um, well, so
1: that booth isn't as bad as Hasbro. Right. And Maddie, so... I was
2: able to walk into that. I could, if yeah. I wanted to, I could have bought another Piccolo the next day or whatever. Right. You know because. Robert had bought it, and I was there, and I walked like right in, and I bought yeah. half of their stock. Mm-hmm. Mikey's keys were still really hard to get last year at IDW for the uh, lock and key, the fun
1: whispering, uh, yeah. iron uh-huh. key, yeah, the was one that, that was like, was that, that last was, year? No, that was the year before. Was it the year before? That
2: was the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Year before? Yeah. Wow, we got the key. And he's like, blurred. boy, that doesn't look like that. <laughs> well, I'm going to get him another. Key. I only had
1: read up to volume four. I, I still haven't <laughs> finished that series, and I was like, looked at him like. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I should have gotten the other one, but whatever. <laughs> and then so you I, got me yeah. the Omega so key. So.
2: The other key. You, know, you know what's really fun, though, is... Um... Yeah, considering surprises, I think of the one last year. I went to the Mouse Guard panel,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he gave out an exclusive print at the panel, went down to his artist booth after the panel to have him sign it, and was able to buy excuse me, the exclusive golden version of the Black Axe. Oh, nice. Which I'd seen earlier and go... It's dumb. It's supposed to be black. I don't know why it's gold. And that was the only one I'd seen. I didn't realize there was even a black one. And the, you know, he tells the whole story in it of this company that made it, and they wanted to make it like actual size, and they couldn't figure out how to do it. You know, like as if it was the actual size of the axe, if it was held by mice, right? And they finally did it, and they made the gold the San Diego exclusive. I'm like, oh, I get it now. I'm able to go down and do that kind of stuff. So it's those little things that are. If you go in going, if I don't meet Scarlett Johansson, my whole thing is ruined. If I don't get into Whole yeah. H every single day, my whole thing is ruined. You know, last year, year before was the Firefly one that you really wanted to go to, but you knew you're not going to get in that. You would have had to sacrifice two days. You have a wife and a kid. There's no way you can do that. And you have to know going down there, I'm not getting in there. It's not happening. And so when it doesn't happen, you don't let it ruin the whole thing. I think it ruined like an entire day for you. Well, well, no, but see, you know, the nice thing was other than getting to be in that room live with them, which would have been nice. It was they had they recorded the whole thing and had it up on YouTube within the day, you know. The, the, yeah. What would have been nice though was Joss Whedon did walk down the entire like I guess eight thousand line you know people line that was in line at the four a.m. the night before. Yeah. he walked down the entire line and shook hands and said hi to everybody.
1: And a lot of people were like, "Who's this? <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> wait, who is this who,
2: guy? Who, who, wait, somebody created this? I thought it just came out of the ether." <laughs> Wasn't this written by Nathan Fillion? Didn't he write it? <laughs> no, what is Wasn't nice though him? is you know, we we always seem to we we know what everybody's looking for when we go to a con.
1: Yeah, that's why we make lists.
2: We make lists and we so that way we're always oh, finding things lists. and you yeah. know which is always fun. And going through those booth of have deaths, much of a list.
1: <laughs> yeah. Buy everything. Yeah, but still
2: going through those booth of desks and finding something you weren't expecting or you didn't want, you know, you weren't really looking for. Yeah, I haven't had much of that lately. <laughs> You're it's, it's up, up to what, two thousand now with trades and everything. Close to that? Nah, <laughs> no, it wasn't that? No, it was. It's almost thirteen hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still, you know, <laughs> finding finding some of those rare things. they yeah, the bad is Like last year, when I realized on Sunday morning that I had been there for three days, and I don't think I spent a single minute with anybody the entire time. That was different, except for going to dinner, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was you know things of well we we the hit the IDW changed, the panels that, and that things. things. Evolve. I mean, when Mikey and I first started going, there was very few moments that we were apart, even whether we were on the floor or yeah. on, you know, we went to a lot of the same panels. We went to different panels. But, yeah. you know, as it was, things change, it, you know, I realized Sunday morning, I was like, I I didn't see you at all. Um, I had barely seen Mikey. Was, um, Kay wasn't there last year. It was a year, year before. And we didn't see him for like two days. No. And it was, you know, the, like things change. I'm someone who needs to leave the floor to go get something to eat usually, and... And you know other people don't, and people's schedules just didn't work out, and it's just that's well, I mean, what happens when everybody has different panels they want to attend. Well, to it's Russia. not even just different panels; it was just not really meeting up anywhere. So that I mean, that part was kind of odd, but it was also you know, and <laughs> even though Robert swore he would hang out with us, I'm like, nope, he's not going. Anywhere. Sure enough, <laughs> I didn't see him. I saw him dinner, that was hey, At least we had our red ro- our traditional red robin dinner every time at the end, right? Yeah, that's about yeah. it. and it, but, but no, I. We do, you know, we we have seeming to everybody has their own agendas that everybody's doing now, and but we still every once in a while meet up on the floor or run into each other. But and, I think you know, minus I mean,
0: the panels, I mean, we all have the same idea of what we want to do while we're there, so we usually. Well, we I'm just saying, a lot panel.
2: of times our our schedules don't mix though. Right. When right, I'm in a panel, nobody else is, so they're on the floor, and then when I get out to go to the floor, they've already you're, going to, you're going, going to lunch, and another guy's, guy's going to a panel. <laughs> And I mean, the same thing happened with WonderCon this year for the mm-hmm. most part. I don't remember spending a lot of time at WonderCon with anybody either. So mm-hmm. that became a little... So are you guys looking forward to the Batman 75th stuff that'll probably be going on? Well, Batman Day is the Wednesday before, or the Wednesday it'll of. It'll be, yeah, it'll be... The Wednesday of preview day. Batman Day. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty much I'm as so- excited as Ethan usually is <laughs> on
2: stuff. Well, I'm surprised DC really hasn't made any announcements yet. I mean, we're... Oh, there's tons of announcements. I mean, there's... I there's think All the stuff that... Uh, there's a retail participation program that'll have... Um, I think it's like... There's a bunch of different masks, you know, paper masks based mm-hmm. off the Cal. There's a free comic that day. Um, I think there are capes as well. Uh, they released a timeline poster, which is really cool as a promo, which cool. hopefully they'll actually... Well, DC doesn't do posters because they're right. really, really smart, um the timeline poster is gorgeous and it's just not out there um so they'll have stuff like that for that day i don't know what they're going to do down there but yeah they probably won't announce that till they get to panels i know the batman 75 panel was pretty much the only panel i went to at wondercon that right i got kind of really excited about like i mm-hmm. we did the recap show here and it was just wondercon was odd wondercon was very odd this year it was very odd yeah. and that gives me a little trepid i mean that's sort of it gives me a little trepidation for Comic Con too, because just like WonderCon mm-hmm. was different and it was very odd, well, I'm was, odd. this one seems odd. It was just, it was just odd. It was just very different. Like I spent a lot of time alone. Um, you know, they really. I didn't really have a lot of the moments that I just talked about right now. I didn't have any of those mm-hmm. moments. Um, the the closest I came to was going to the Batman seventy five panel, and even then. I sat in that room for like three hours to get to it because I had to sit through two. Well, I didn't have to sit through two yeah, panels. Yeah. I got into the Rebels panel, and then there was a panel in between on on a couple of DC books.
0: Yeah,
2: and then the bat the Batman seventy five panel is really the only panel that I was like, oh hey, this is awesome, and it was one of the few, if not, excuse me, the only experience I had walking out of it that I really didn't expect to have going in. Hmm. See, that's the one, because I I was there with you for the Rebels and for the New 52 panel. Yeah, I don't know why you left. And then I left, what? I left to do an interview, I think. Did I? Nope, because you guys didn't do interviews that day. No, you did. Then I must have left to go meet up with Beth, because she had a panel she wanted me to go to. I don't know what it was, but I don't understand why you left. But yeah, I, I regretted leaving, because the New 52 panel was just, it was nothing. The New 52 panel was fine, but if you're not interested in those books, which I wasn't, it really isn't. Well, they really didn't tell you anything new about any of them. Well, and that's probably. Good. I mean, I mean, it's a good. You're thing running into do. what we talked about last week. Like, For how sure. much are they going to tell you that? You know, I don't want to go into the the Marvel Cup of Joe panel, and the first question is, uh, "What happens at the end of the year in all the books?" Here you go. Here's December solicits. You know, that's the best panel I've ever been to. One of the best panels, and the panel that I keep remarking on was we went to a panel. God, that's got to be like. Five six years ago. Dark Horse. No. I was going to get to that. The Mike Magnolia panel. (laughs) Um, We went to a panel with Brian Michael Bendis in the only time I've ever seen him at Comic Con. Uh, Matt Fraction, Mark Wade, and Chris Claremont, and it was a process slash story panel. There was no specific product to push. There was no these these are the these are the titles we're working on. It was, how did you get started in the business? What's the best thing you've ever worked on? What's, you know, what was life like when you first started? How hard was it to get started? How many of you worked at a comic shop before? I mean, it was all of those that are the questions I wish were uh, in the Cup of Joe panel. That's some time. Those are the kind of things that, you know, the, the, the questions usually go to. Because there's so many, especially something like Cup of Joe. The people who go to Cup of Joe don't care about Joe Quesada. They just care about Marvel. right. You know, I would love to go to a Cup of Joe panel and ask him about event comics. I'd love to go and ask him, like, it was a bold move to become the EIC of Marvel at a time in which a lot of people were accusing them of being bankrupt creatively. Mm-hmm. You know, what was it like to hand over your, almost your entire uh, future plan to to Brian Bendis at the time where they're like, we gotta redo Avengers because nobody's reading this crap. Um, that's the type of stuff. I mean, that, that panel there, the one I was talking about, there was, you know, Mark Wade told the story of you know always knowing what every editor and assistant editor what their favorite soft drink mm-hmm. was, and he always had it with him, and how he got scripts under the door and how he picked up work and stuff like that Chris Claremont talked about you know being in the bullpen in the seventies and stuff. I went to a Larry Hama panel last year or the year before, and it was a lot of that kind of stories too, and he told some fascinating stories about being. You know, he was an artist for a while. He did this beautiful Iron Fist page, and then when he got the final, you know, he opened the final comic. It was just covered in words, yeah. and that's that's what drove him to be an assistant editor because he didn't want that to happen to anybody else. He said, "The hell with this." He stopped being an illustrator, mm-hmm. he started being an assistant editor. He tells the story of Chris Claremont when he was an intern. They sent him to stand in line for Star Wars in <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> he was the first person in line. He was there for like twelve hours. Right, Mikey knows what that's like. For what yeah. was it episode two? I think or three. episode three. I did. That. Um, I did the same thing for episode three. Yeah. And so, game. but the, the story is that he was standing in line, and then fifteen Marvel bullpo- bullpeners show up, like at ten o'clock. Yeah. And just cut in line in front of him, sort of he was holding the place, and everyone in back of him and back of Chris Claremont started yelling at him. Right. You know, and calling you got, names you... and stuff like that, and they're all just like. Yeah, it was him. It was totally. It was all his fault. So, like, that's the type of stuff I love. Not only you know, like, who's who's going to play Captain America in the movie. So, can you tell me the end I of Guardians the Galaxy? I guarantee you the first question in, in uh, Cup of Joe. Joe is going to be when is Sebastian Shaw going to take over as the Captain America role? With Bucky Cap going be. Bucky Cap, and that's going to be it. You don't, you don't think it'll be? Um, so, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, because, um, like, in, in the comic book. Okay, hold on, because like in the comic books, like grew is like a, it's like a tree. Um, I the like a, a tree in space, and I don't understand that. So I was wondering, what's your question? Oh, I was wondering when the X Men titles are going to end. And, <laughs> that's the way it is. I'm not so, joking. I know. Oh, I know. Cup of Joe's always ev- like that. Every time someone walks it, when they go to that, all I can think of is the Simpsons, <laughs> the Krusty the Clown special where he goes talk to the audience. Oh, this is always death. <laughs> and I just think. <laughs> you just want to go up and slap the, yeah, when, in, the in the height of the Marvel movie when Captain America and Thor mm-hmm. were announced, but there wasn't any casting. We have nothing to do with the movies. Nothing. Don't ask any movie questions. Okay, what's your question? Who's gonna play <laughs> Captain, Captain America? America yeah. No, we're not answering any movie questions. Next. Who's gonna play Thor? Is it gonna be about Thor? Are you gonna, gonna be, be, be doing part? an Avengers movie? When are you doing the Avengers movie? But that's why it's, I, I, I just, it's always like I that. want Joe to answer him now. Who's gonna play Captain America? Rob Liefeld. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that, is that, oh my god is that true I'm going to see Newsarama explode we'll see with that heads just see their heads just like erupt um, uh, the first Wars- thing Joe Quesada should say at the Cup of Joe panel is that Ant-Man the movie has been cancelled yeah. and just, just let them deal with it now that would be great um, so this I, Dark Horse has got to do a, a farewell Star Wars panel I mean I, they haven't announced any they haven't got to yet. do anything um, they got to try and sell the rest of their Dark Horse comics <laughs> <laughs> their Star Wars comics it's going to be weird not going to you know going to seven AB and all of a I'm sudden I'm sure there'll then. be a Star Wars panel there and well Hasbro be. should still have their panel there, but it's not going to be like it was mm. where you'll have you know you'll have Star it was basically Star Wars Day you'd have you know the the uh, you'd have the Hasbro. Star Wars Day will be very interesting as they try and figure out here's all the right? old crap that you don't care about anymore. Episode 7.
1: And it's all been wiped out <laughs> for
2: episode yeah. 7. We all in episode 7. Give us episode 7. Did we get a trailer for episode 7? When are we going to find out more about episode 7? Yeah. They're going to burn Mar Jade figures at the stake um, up there. You should be though, excited. The IDW panel should have... Uh, 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 I, just went, uh, I just went blank. <laughs> Karen um, um, Karen. Travis. Uh, if Karen she Travis thank you. Right. Wow. Uh, I, be, gonna I would Karen be Gillian. more excited if Steve Kurth wasn't the artist on that book. Yeah. I don't I do not like Steve Curse art for a Joe Book unfortunately. So that tempered my excitement. You see Karen Travis I was like woo and then I looked at the solicitation I was like oh. oh. <laughs> but it should be interesting. It's the first time a, a woman has ever written GI Joe. So that should be pretty interesting. Even know, though it's some people be... would think the DDP guys were women, but uh... <laughs> I no, I, the premise behind it is what would the what what would the world be like without GI Joe? Um, Which is kind so of what we're... It's already been done. I know. That's what <laughs> Hama did. Hama did it in the original series and then he did it at 155. But no, I mean, there's interesting stuff to see. And there's you know, when we see the panelists, we'll start blocking out whatever time we need. I have uh, a lunch to go to on Friday. That should be fascinating. Um, <laughs> we'll see if I'm still there. Uh, <laughs> what time is that lunch? 12. It's like 12 to 2. So it's like not right in the middle. Bad. Yeah, it sucks, I got I got a bad feeling the IDW panel gonna be right in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the IDW panel the last few years has been 9 a.m. on Fridays. That's all they give you when you're IDW. Um. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that I mean, should be interesting. It's, it's always a lot of fun. It's exhausting, but in a mm-hmm. good way. Um. I remember when I
1: it's not vacation. I mean, it isn't. vacation. It's a vacation, but people don't yeah.
2: understand. Like when I used to come back, when I used it's to a take the of Monday work. off when I worked, uh, you know, at Target or Kohl's or Home Depot or whatever. I take the Monday off, and never, no one would understand. Like, why do you need an extra day? It's just a vacation. I'm like, no, it's a vacation. Trying to maneuver through 120,000 people who are trying to get, a, a, you know, the the exclusive Spider-Man issue. You're you on the Give me move. way! I gotta go yeah. get Spider-Man. And you're you're walking for at least you're yeah, I mean, you're, and you're walking panels, for a long time. And but... I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I'm fucking fat, and it's just not fun. Well, the at funny all. thing is, Beth is Beth. Finally, this year is taking the Monday after off uh, and not going back to work. And it's like, well, you want to go to Legoland or something on the way back? She's like, no. Mm -hmm. I want to come back, and Monday I just want to do nothing.
0: That's how I do it, though, with every vacation I take, though. I always request the day before and the day after off.
2: Well, that's just for travel reasons, right?
0: No, that's just for me to readjust (laughs) back into normal life again.
2: Yeah, I used to be able to do that. I haven't been able to do that with my current job because Mondays Mm. are too important. I thought about it this year, too, and I'm like, I can't do it. So are there any comic books that you're looking to pick up? That you know, Or titles that you're looking to pick up down there? Ones that are good.
1: <laughs> well, No, no actual I comics. Read. I mean, trades, yeah.
2: Yeah. You're not going to be looking uh, for any... Uh, well, Mikey's trying to complete his My Little Pony collection. Yes, <laughs> I'm a
1: true brony at heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, speaking of which, what, what's everybody reading now that they're really interested in? As nobody, far as com- nobody reads comics anymore. No one reads comics anymore? Ethan, you're reading Batman Eternal. Well, he's trying well, to. Trying I'm to. I'm trying to, yeah. And I think I've gotten through the first two issues. Woo!
0: Yeah. Out of Strong. Like, what, hey, that's a, that's a Strong. weekly comic. Yeah, that's what's difficult.
2: Because you have weekly. nine issues to go. I know,
0: right? <laughs> I still need to pick up the last one. I haven't picked up the last one yet. Um, so it's that one, uh, Walking Dead, whenever it comes out. Uh, but you're only reading that in trade, right? Yeah, I'm only reading that with trade. And then uh, Supergirls, then the new Fifty Two. I'm reading that one.
2: How did you pick Supergirl out of all? Because he 52? wanted chick. Because G- her costume was yeah. good. There we go. He <laughs> was well, the most revealing costume. Yeah. Uh, no, so
1: not far even far close, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was just trying to give something. <laughs> I, I tried uh, Futures End, and I gave up on that one. A lot so, of people did. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> really what well, I was going to ask one of the questions I was going to ask about the comic book is blue. Marvel and DC both have events going on right now. And oh, Marvel's Chris, you and I hard. Yeah, For you me. and I are reading um <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? I got into you Sorry, and I alone and then I just kept going with uh with Michael there. Is anyone reading Futures End? No. <laughs> Not according to <laughs> I don't think No Futures Futures End's kind of all over the place. So Batman Eternal is a fantastic comic. That's the one if you're gonna choose a weekly that's the one to go with. I think that's the most the first two issues are great. I can tell you that much. And it, it's, it it maintains its consistency. It does a very good job of um, mm. taking well, advantage of that weekly schedule by putting in a series of events where a lot of stuff is happening in a good way. And mm. it's, you know, Batman's trying to... Well, he's trying put together very well. Well, yeah, but he's trying to put out fires like all across mm. Gotham sort of thing, and he can't do it. And, and it's... You have a hectic publishing schedule in a weekly... And you also have a hectic storyline, and I think it really adds to it. It's really well done mm. to have both of them together, and they've done really well with the art. Gillian March did two issues. Uh, Richard Burchelli, Ber- I'm sorry, I'm screwing up his name, but he had done some Batman before, um, also. And so, yeah, they've they've done a really good job of putting that that uh, event together, and I think it's it's a good weekly. It almost suffers from being a weekly as people are. Reticent to make that commitment to a book that you're going to have to buy for an entire year, mm-hmm. every single week. But and it's a shame. But it's definitely something that um, once they start trading it, and hopefully they'll they'll do a really good collection like they did with Fifty Two. Well, I was going to ask you, and you kind of answered just now, but um, is it good to do a event that's weekly? I mean, is when it they just... well, when they first did it, it was a novelty. When they did Fifty Two, nothing nothing was like that at all. Right, like, no one had ever done. A weekly comic that was a full size comic. Guys had tried weekly comics that were like ten pages. Um, I'm actually just reading the archives for uh, Airboy from Eclipse Comics in mm-hmm. the '80s, and it was biweekly, but it was only thirteen pages. They're only doing twenty six pages a month, but right. they were they were releasing two books for fifty cents apiece. Um, at but the DC's time. also not doing as many tie-ins as Marvel does with theirs. Well, DC's events, are but it's not really different.
1: An event event.
2: Yeah, DC. Well, a, a weekly you can't do tie-ins anyway, right? Because there's just it's going on so quickly and there's too much and it, it's too fast. I don't think tie-ins are really going to work. Um, it's still a novelty. Yeah, it's still sure. a novelty. They they did it and then they did they did it three years in a row. They did fifty-two, which was very good. They did countdown, which was up and down, and then they did Trinity, which just was not really a success. In fact, that, did they even reach fifty-two with that? Didn't they cut that short? I, no, I think they completed. Yeah, I think they it. They cut though. it short or whatever. Um, and then they didn't do anything for a while, and then they're doing Batman Eternal, and they're doing Future's End, and then they're doing another weekly coming out of their September Hero 3D Future, right. or whatever, whatever it is, event. So you have the possibility this fall of having three separate weekly titles. Which is still, that company. seems like, that's a real... That's a lot. I mean, yeah. you, you're going to have to, I, I think a lot of people have to pick and choose when you have people that are... Reducing their monthly workload or comic load due to to budgetary concerns, it's hard to to tell someone that you know you're going to have to spend twelve bucks a month mm-hmm. just to get one title, right? What do you think about Marvel's event that's going on right now? Which one? <laughs> Which one? Yeah, there's two of them because Inhuman got pushed back. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot Inhumans Inhuman. an event. Yeah, a lot of people forgot. I Inhuman. forgot the Inhuman. Inhuman was yeah Inhumans of an, an event and. Yeah. Destiny. That was uh,
1: an ongoing. I didn't think. I knew hu- inhumanity was an event.
2: <laughs> or inhumanity. But inhuman whatever. Inhuman was. It's all, it's, uh, it's it's humans the, in humans, the it's ongoing. Inhumanity like, is the event. Just like there's original and original sins. Yes. Original sin and original sins. What do you think about original sin? Original sin's good. Original what sin is, reminds me a lot of what crossovers used to be, which is. They just take bizarre characters and put them together, right? And it's a crazy sort of thing. But that's why that's the way to me. Events should be kind of like that, where you're you're taking characters that you're not normally reading in the mainstream books, and you put them together. Well, you're, it's tough because you, you used to be able to do it because the event was the event. You know, are you following the event because it's an event, or are you following it because of the character? Right. This is what DC used to do with Justice League. Justice League was full of a bunch of people that no one had ever heard of because mm-hmm. they said if we put them in Justice League, people will read them. They didn't need Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman to sell Justice League. The right. name Justice League sold it on its own. They used Justice League to sell Vixen, Mortimorpho, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, and mm-hmm. all of them. And then it got to the point where <laughs> the title wasn't doing well, and you have a big-name creator like Grant Morrison come in and go, what the hell are you doing? Right. And, fi- and quote-unquote, fixing it. Um, the event. I mean, there's major characters that are in this. Um, but you have, I mean, you have something—the Punisher and Doctor Strange. Are I know on a team. That's, that's a great team. Up. Uh, you have Valkyrie and Gamora and, and Bucky and mm-hmm. on a team and stuff like that. So it's it's done well. Um, what do you think about the tie-in issues? Of, you know, like the Avengers tie-in. I and haven't and read the... any of them yet. Yeah, oh, okay. I haven't read any of the, of the original stuff, the outside of, the, of of the actual title. So you haven't you haven't gotten to Sims. you haven't got to uh, Avengers thirty one yet. Nope, or thirty. Oh yeah, thirty's the tie. 30's the tie-in. And, well, thirty-one, 30, thirty and thirty-one are the 30 tie-ins. And thirty-one, yeah. are the tie-ins. Anything else? Uh, anybody's reading that they're really liking? Ms. Marvel. Yeah, it's still a really good book.
1: <laughs> um, it has good. Uh, it has good family dynamics in it, and it's just a good fresh hero that needs to figure out what, how to use his powers responsibly. And there's been a stop. lot
2: of people that have been kind of. That book's been kind of controversial and a lot of people have not really. Cont- so much. A lot That's of the controversy, controversy. Got it. Well there was controversy the beforehand. First. Yeah. Right. And then and then that kinda of went but. away. Miss Marvel is is a really good book that I think <laughs> this weird thing with Marvel is as they've stepped back on their publishing schedule. You know, not doing forty five books right. You know, forty five issues of a book a month, um, and going back to a monthly. I think they trained a lot of people to think that Marvel books were bi weekly. Mm-hmm. And so you see something like Miss Marvel or Mark Waid's Daredevil, and you get a lot of people that I think are sitting there going, wait, when is the next issue? Right. When is the next issue? When is the next issue? When is the next issue? Even though it's only a month. It's what you know, it used to be. But now it feels like it's longer. And so some of those books seem to lose steam a little bit faster. Miss um, Marvel also uh, – Miss Marvel is, is benefits from the fact that the artist is the same for all the issues so far. Right. Something She-Hulk hasn't managed to do, unfortunately. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, she Hulk number five. She Hulk yeah, number five was disappointing. It was the, whole, yeah. The, I mean, pick it up the writing's still okay, but yeah, the, the art in that book, unfortunately, is that was so atrocious. Far. Um, Marvel's the Daredevil is good. Uh, I, I'm still, if, I'm if still there's liking ever a Hawkeye issue. It'll be good. I'm still liking Guardians of the Galaxy. I know there's a lot of, you know, is doing her, a good job with that. So, Remembers Deadly Class is good. Yeah, so. well, there's You're a lot of mirroring
1: image. a lot of events that he's uh, personally had. So. He awesome. was a it part
2: of an Assassin's school?
1: No, not that <laughs> part. And the murdering part, no, not really. But some of the <laughs> <laughs> other
2: crap murderer. that happens. <laughs> Anything from Away from the Big Two that anybody Well that's what Deadly Class is. Yeah. Right? Well there's and there's a ton of, I mean, you have Manifest Destiny, which is an amazing title. Massive. Saga's still doing. Uh Black Science, massive Black Science is an incredible title. Black Science is a title in which the fifth issue is better than the first one. I mean it was just A fantastic book. Um, I've read the Dynamite Gold Key stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, Turok, Dr. Spectre, Solar, and Magnus, and all that's actually really good. Much better than people think it is. And you have big names on it, too. I mean, Mark Wade and Greg Packer writing it. I can't remember who the other one is. Um, Beth is still really liking Legendary Airy or whatever it is. Um, The Dynamite comic. (laughs) Legendary Dairy? Look, they spelled it wrong. They even spelled it wrong in the solicitation. No, they spelled it that way because of Gene Roddenberry.
1: Shut up. Just crickets. That, Shut the hell up, man. That, that was
2: that, that was such a twofold as you were insistent on the fact that they spelled it wrong yeah, and I then know. Mikey throws the joke that they they, talk, they spelled it after Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> it was like a creation of Gene Roddenberry and the table is just silent. <laughs> as you can see like jet airplanes headed towards your eyes and then going up over your skull. I just completely glazed over. But yeah, it's she she says it's a lot like Lady Macanica, but actually out on time. <laughs> then it's nothing like Lady Macanica. <laughs> the less there's less words on the page. Ugh, <laughs> all that issue that was insane. So uh, um, DC, you have uh, Batman still, you have Batman Eternal. You have Green Arrow. You have Wonder Woman, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Actually, after Forever Evil, I read the first two issues of Justice League. Oh. I like them. I like what they're doing with Luther. It's very interesting cuz he's still kind of a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy, but he is a bad guy. But he's always been that though.
1: Yeah, but go I mean, this is
2: first. this really I think this is the best dichotomy they've had in a long time of it where it's just not uh it's not so black and white cuz he he knows something he shouldn't know, but yeah. he's not using it the way you'd think he'd use it. You know, he's using it to blackmail a character, but not in the way that you would think of. You know, it's not like, "Hey, you're going to it's it's I'm since I know you need to put me on the Justice League, sort of thing. And it's, so it's been, that's actually been good since Forever Evil. And You're still reading Snyder's Batman, right? I'm still reading Snyder's Batman. Are you still um, enjoying Zero Year? Uh, I like the first arc of Zero Year, and I like this arc of Zero this Year. Arc, this arc like, is really good. I thought the middle arc was just wasn't, wasn't yes. there. The, the Bone Storm villain was no good. And I just thought the events within that arc were not fantastic so do you think readers are getting tired of zero year and ready for it to be over uh, i know readers are getting tired <laughs> of Zero could a Year. A,
1: it, could have said that about court of alza too yeah court of alza
2: that way too i mean still it had a little bit more of that innovation to it or innovative feel to it because it was just yeah. brand yeah. new brand new but
1: right.
2: uh, the most successful storyline has been his joker storyline that was only what four months yeah six months mm-hmm. um you we noticed something? We were, we were looking at something the other day. All of the one-off issues, uh, the the middle issues of Batman, like number twelve, and then the yeah, two Clayface yeah, yeah. issues were none of those have been collected, really. And they're still not solicited to be collected yet. They don't have enough. It's it's they've got they would well, have they enough have going two. to zero year if they put yeah, yeah. the Batman Eternal one, the twenty nine, the filler issue in it. Yeah, yeah. They would have six and they'd be able to do it because you'd have uh, there's one there's twelve and then there was like nineteen and 20, 19 20 like and then there was one more. Um, there was the the eighteen also the requiem issue after Damien doesn't fill into the Joker storyline. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah, solicited. Yeah. It, it's not in the Joker um, the the death of a, yeah. death of a family, whatever. So wait, even if you took all the tie in, you know everybody's tie ins and put them together. You no, could... the tie ins are in there. What I'm saying oh. is the non-affiliated issues, the non-large story oh, arc gotcha, issues gotcha. of the regular Batman title have not been collected and they still haven't been solicited to do so. The next three solicits are all three um, sections of. Zero, zero year, wow! So it won't be until two more trades at least before they they solicit this one that has all of the quote unquote missing issues. It's fant- we've been noticing like I'm trying to figure out why there's so much heat on Batman 12, right. and that's why it hasn't been collected. No one has it. You, so, if you read if you read the two Court of Owls trades, and then the death of a family trade, you get one through 11 and then 13. You don't get that's 12. Weird. You don't get the zero. That's the one that was missing. Oh, zero isn't collected either. That's weird. Um, Let's well, Batman... back, man. Um, it's the 75th anniversary. Speaking of Batman. <laughs> well, speaking of that Batman. Damn, that Batman. Um, Warner Brothers Studios just opened their, their. Warner Brothers is a studio. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Where Bane works. Did they open something? I'm the Doorman. They opened their Batman exhibit at yes. uh, Warner Brothers Studios. They've renamed it the Bane exhibit. <laughs> They've renamed it the Bane exhibit. Everything in it is broken. Well, it's part of their I've VIP tour. All of it. So you got to yes. spend $54. Oh, you're a VIP. Yes, and You yes. believe this gives you power over me. <laughs> do I you wouldn't recommend it. Do you want me to tell you about it, Bane, or not? I already know about it. I've already broken everything you inside in it. of it, yes. I wouldn't let anyone else use this mic until it's clean, because my <laughs> lips are right on it to do this. Uh, yeah, well, apparently the, the exhibit has uh, props and costumes and everything for Your mom. Your mom has props. <laughs> 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 Wow. Bane is kind of a jerk here <laughs> Bane is always a jerk Bane's sleeping with my mom apparently, kind, kind of a jerk I blew up all the bridges And I suffered all the people To eight months of no, isolation I hey, yes. broke Batman's back. back I broke your back And then for some reason Put you in prison in Liberia
1: So it in Liberia? I don't
2: remember it being Tanzania, whatever. I don't care. It was far away. Well, anyways, this old. exhibit has all. How did seven... Batman get back so quickly? Because he's fucking Batman. There were so many people who like were Batman. angered by that. That—that's what you decided to have a problem with. Yeah, oh, right? no. Like he's Batman. I'm pretty sure he can figure out how to get on a plane. <laughs> he has money. He's Bruce Wayne. Even if he didn't, I he's fucking Batman. Then. I lost all my. He he rolled a couple of homeless dudes and bought it. So, ticket. anyways, this exhibit has props and costumes from all seven movies. Yes. And no, seven movies. Huh? It's part of uh, Warner Brothers Studios VIP. Wait, seven tour. movies or eight movies? Are you forgetting the classic Batman 66 They don't movie? They have none of the sixty-six stuff is in it. Then it's not a true Batman exhibit.
0: Yes. Yeah. They said there there's some of the sixty-six stuff in
2: there. Really? Yeah. Because from what they're showing, um, from everything they've been showing, is, it's basically tim burton on well, they haven't shown you all of it huh? and they're but showing all of the cows and everything from it they've got the costumes there's cows there's cows there's bat cows there's bat cows?
0: cows not cows cows cows. That's just a bunch of bat Move. cows
2: Move. there's bat cows there's <laughs> a bat cow they also have <laughs> the the bat wing and the uh bat boat look at the bat
0: <laughs> your mom's got a bat boat
2: all for 54 dollars to go Ooh. to it. And you get to go on to the rest of their Warner Brothers tour. So if you live yeah, in I L.A. or visiting L.A., then you can go to it. Come to L.A. where I Come can destroy you. Yeah. Where do right. they get the tickets? It will be painful. Bane, yeah, tell them where you? they get their tickets. Bane, you can get the tickets at com. VIP go. Studio Tour, of course, is one word. It's on something called the World Wide Web. <laughs> And I, on I that note, Bane, I think it's time to wrap up. I think up, Bane, you know? we should wrap this up. I think so. So does Bane want to take the ending? Oh, remember, you can always listen to Notables on something called Stitcher Radio, which no one has ever heard of. We're also on something called SoundCloud, TV, Blip.TV, which doesn't exist anymore. And <laughs> iTunes, the only thing people care about. We have a Facebook page, but don't go to it. We don't actually update it very often.
0: Facebook gets updated. It's the website that does <laughs> The it.
2: website's crap. Bane does not have a lot of time. <laughs> I'm too busy trying to destroy Gotham City. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com backslash nerdables. Twitter at nerdables show. See, that's how you do it. There you go. For those that don't know, Rich cannot actually do it. It's at show most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that in a long time. Two weeks. <laughs> So, I'm Bane for Mikey and Ethan, Rich, and the person who's doing this voice as well. (laughs) We say goodbye to you. Stay in one piece. Wow.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm a nerd!